In a world of magic, mythical heroes, savage beasts, and servants of the dark powers, one couple will regale us of the tales of their journeys through the mortal realms. Coming this season to a path of glory near you, this is the Dudes of Sigmar. Welcome to the Dudes of Sigmar. I'm Damon. And I'm Roma. Hey, dude, can we chat? Can we chat from the traditional territories of the Clay Lake Tanay? Absolutely. What are we chatting about today? All right. Today we have two guests. We have Jesse and David, and they are the two contenders to play, to duke it out between each other and play against uh, Michael for the belt. So the belt match contenders. I have a mouthful of Jesse's cornbread. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. There's actual okay. cornbread on the table. So, yeah, so Jesse was amazing and brought us some amazing cornbread. So, we've got cornbread and lattes sitting here as we're ha- going to have this um, this little podcast. So, Jesse, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi there. I'm Jesse. I've uh, been part of this community only shortly this time. Uh, uh, I used to play a long time ago uh i played damon once in my entire life um and, Pause. Uh, was there 24 hours well sort of okay I we'll mean, get into I, that later yeah <laughs> let that go let it go <laughs> sorry jesse continue no problem and uh anytime you have me over i'm happy to bring bring some baked goods or some cooking or something love it love it all right, and now our second guest, David. I have returned. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I figured that people have had about five months since we played to challenge for that belt. Uh, if anybody wanted to get in there, they definitely had the opportunity, and I want it back. That thing looks cool. And you also did a challenge at the last belt match. So I did. Yes, so... This is exciting. I did. I, I put myself out there, and I kind of had to follow up on it. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike some people, Ray. <laughs> He's been teasing us about a video for months. <laughs> All right. So what's gonna, what are you guys playing? What are you going to be playing, David? Um, I mean, unsurprisingly, the Beasts of Chaos are making a comeback, although I'm not going to take my tournament list to this game. I feel that my army that won me the belt was all cows. So I'm going to bring back the cows and see how they do. So, like the bu- the bulgors? Yes, the bulgors are making a comeback in force. Okay. Three units of nine? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I can legally do that. Okay. So it's about 210 points for three of them. Okay. So three units of nine. You would... had two units of nine before. Yeah, I, I had two units yes, of nine two before. two units of nine. Okay. Yeah, three would be fun, but also I don't think very legal. Okay. <laughs> so, Jesse, what are you going to be playing? So, I'm going to be playing Seraphon, uh, Coalesced, uh, lots of Croxagors. So, I'll meet I'll meet bulls with Croxagors, and we'll see how that works. Cows of the South. <laughs> so, it's the Battle of the Big Bases? Yeah, pretty much. There's, there's a couple of little bases on my side, but... Go ahead. So, um, Jesse, you've got this um, shaman or this spellcaster who can unbind spells all across the board. Does it matter if it's 30 f- inches? Uh, not in the current list, but yeah, I can. Oh. I, I, I need to figure out if I'm keeping the slan or if I'm not. Um, the current list just has a couple of little skink uh, casters. So, 
Uh, we'll see how that does. And if that doesn't work out, maybe I'm bringing back the slan. Nice. So the tournament is going to be on August 12th. I'm so excited. So what are you doing to prep? Um, the exhibition match, not yeah. the tournament. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. The exhibition match. Thank you for that correction, David. <laughs> I can hear the nerds panicking. What do you mean I only have a week and a bit to pay my army? <laughs> uh, what am I doing to prep? Um, <laughs> not a whole lot. I'm hoping to get more games in, and we'll see how it goes. Um, my plan is to make another video, win or lose, um, and we'll see... Uh, a little bit more narrative stuff. I'd like to have uh, more narrative stuff for myself going forward, just to uh, just to throw out a little bit of uniqueness to, to stuff. Have you played many of the new GHB um, missions, battle? Uh, yeah, I've played Ice Fields three times because <laughs> we keep rolling it. That's what always happens. I've yeah. played the same battle plan three times. Um, yeah, we, uh, uh, my buddy Derek and I, we play, uh, pretty much at least once a week. We're trying to figure out his list, trying to figure out, fine tune my list. Um, and we've been rolling, uh, matches. I think I've played supply lines once. And then, like I said, ice fields three times. So what do you think, uh, so what are you hoping for when, when it gets rolled at the start of the, the challenge match? What battle are you hoping for? Not ice fields. <laughs> <laughs> that other, is, that's really funny. Other than other than that, uh, pretty much anything. I've I've all of them seem really good and thought out. Um, we can make a gentleman's agreement that if ice fields gets rolled, we'll re-roll it. I don't think we have to make you suffer through a fifth game on that. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I have to run anyway, but I'm pretty sure you're going to be in my face without running, so. Not wrong. Not wrong. Yeah. man speaks truth. So, David, have you played ice fields? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. Uh, only <laughs> once, luckily, but that's because uh, the tournament pack has been released. Uh, which you guys are going to do a podcast about at some point you've mentioned. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into it, but we know what missions we're playing, just not the order. So I've been working my way through the tournament pack missions and practicing against them. I'm not going to lie. I haven't even cracked that. David, which uh, which uh, mission do you not want to see, and which one do you think you're going to would really swing in your favor? Um, I think it's called... Balance of power. It's the one where there's four objectives, and whoever goes second picks a pair to be active. Oh, that one. I like that one a lot uh, because, one, I think it rewards my army's flexibility and my ability to kind of be everywhere on the table that I want to be. Um, and it lets and the the fear that my army tends to induce in people they play very conservatively, they hide in their deployment zone. It punishes them severely on that map. Um, it also forces Galician, or not Galician, sorry, um, Antorian locuses to be used a little more aggressively, which leaves them exposed, and my army is really good at taking advantage of that and murdering those low wound wizards. So have you and um, Jesse played against each other before? No, we never have. Oh, this will be the first one. Be so exciting. <laughs> um, the one that I don't want to see is um, mostly because, honestly, I hate the admin that it represents. It's the one with the ice flows. Oh, limited resources, yeah. where you harvest the water. I don't like that one because I hate the admin of it. I haven't even played it yet, but just looking at it, hearing what other people have said, watching a few battle reports with it, 
it is universally detested. It's just an awful mission from the looks of it. I, <clears throat> I'm going to gently counter that. Uh, we played it, Josh and I, the other night. Right. Absolutely, you need like a red and a blue token for every objective so that when, I, when I'm unable to collect from this anymore, I just take my token off. Right. That's really, I think, the only extra bookkeeping you need right is some color tokens i um i enjoyed that it's um i think one of the first mistakes i made was i deployed on too many yeah and then i got stuck with them right and uh it, it became clear that do not if you can deploy on objectives so that you can be more flexible which ones you take so i i do like it a lot but i think you yeah you absolutely need some tokens to represent yours and mine because we were like trying to flip mats over and stuff and it was right it was a bit of a schmoz as to which was which one of the cute things that my army can do that very few other armies can in my opinion is i can move your units onto objectives that i vacated right so it is possible oh, yeah, for yeah. me to hold an objective for a turn back off and then pull you onto and it pull and he pulls and sometimes rolls a 12 yes uh, that's I, happened to me. <laughs> I played I, I played a game against Ray recently, and the poor guy's Kurnoths, I think, ended up moving a net total of 18 inches over two turns. They went from like being positioned to teleport through the Wildwoods and, and obliterate units to being in the literal back corner of the table, struggling to leave. So, Jesse, how are you going to counter all of this? Like, what are you thinking? Have you ever played against Beasts of Chaos? Experience against Bulgors? No, my my AOS knowledge is very, very limited. I've only been playing AOS specifically for three months. Um, so a lot of Kudos my... Kudos to you for putting in a challenge video. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I mean, you, you pretty much uh, told me to do it. So <laughs> 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 and I went, you know what? I will. You're right. I should put it out. Um, uh, no, I don't. I don't really have a plan. I mean, I know it's been thrown around. Uh, Daryl's name's been thrown around as somebody who doesn't think about what they're doing before. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, not. I'm just saying what what the chat said. Ray, you have competition for the title of lowest hanging fruit. I think. <laughs> but um, sorry, Daryl. I love you. Um, no, I I don't really have a plan. I have a I, I I have hopes, and I hope that the negative one to damage will will help me throughout. Bulgor is punching my face in. Are you familiar with Wahapedia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's. I mean, I I would if you, if you're not super familiar with them, because like when I read the app. The app doesn't really tell you everything. You got to know the, the the like the faction abilities yeah. and stuff. And unless you've paid for the book, it hasn't unlocked all the yeah like the yeah Wahapedia and like I had to figure out like that janky pull stuff that he did. I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? So I had to Wahapedia, and then once I started putting all the pieces together, it made a lot more sense. An interesting rules interaction to keep in mind, though, they FAQ'd the way that the ravenous the blood greed ability works on the cows which is every time they roll a six to hit they turn the damage characteristic of their weapon into mortals the thing to keep in mind though is that that happens before modifiers are applied to the damage characteristic because i have abilities that buff damage and you have abilities that reduce damage so this happens before any of those modifiers are applied so just keep that in mind when it comes to croxagors <laughs> well it's my my whole army but yeah 
So those were quite the challenge videos that you both submitted. So we'll play the audio at the end of the podcast. So do you want to talk a bit about how you made your challenge video, Jesse? Well, um, we uh, we finished our game on Sunday. Uh, I came home, uh, downloaded or went went online, looked up ten best free video editing software, found the first one, went that looks great, downloaded it, had no idea what I was doing, so just. I just moved stuff here, moved stuff there, kept playing it, and it eventually worked out. Um, I found some uh, ambient noises, threw those in there. I recorded myself doing a little uh, um, skink priest voice. It was well done. Thank you. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I just took my time. I mean, I did do it until four in the morning, so... Uh, had it mostly figured out, and then the next day I finished it with throwing the um, uh, the ambient uh, the ambient audio was the last thing I needed to uh, throw on there because it took six hours to download for some reason. Oh, I don't know why. Wow. I have an okay internet, but I guess it was just a big file. Nice. Well, it was very well done. So, and I'm so proud yep. of you that you submitted it, and thank you for all that work you put into it. Um, and uh, I do think that, uh, I don't know, David, if yours was close to being done or if mine be being thrown out there was like, okay, I got to gotta get on this. Uh, yeah, you, so I had the audio for mine recorded for a little over a month. Um, I, I was sitting on a monologue of a combination of Beasts of Chaos quotes that I found on the internet. I think there was a novel where Colex Sunneater goes off about how much he hates uh the the order races and so on so i kind of pulled all that together and then once i got into the the tempo of it just kind of kept talking for a little bit so i was sitting on that audio for over a month and then in my head i was like okay i could do this for the visual i could do that for the visual and then you posted that video and i had a game against justin that afternoon that evening rather and yeah, I got home from, uh, on my way home from work. I swung the car through Ginter's, quickly recorded myself nice. walking through some trees. Um, it was like in the parking lot. My phone was just faced towards the jungle, the, like the bush, so that you couldn't see <laughs> the fact that there were like rows of cars thirty feet the other way. And then yeah, I um, I used Microsoft Video Editor, the one that just comes with Windows, and uh, threw it together as quickly as I could. And I tried to use. Um, free use audio as much as I could to avoid <laughs> legal complications. Yes, there was no uh, Imagine Dragons thievery on this one. <laughs> no thunder. <laughs> <laughs> so you just went to the park, uh, and here I am flying to the Amazon, getting some one minute of one minute of footage, and then flying back. Jeez. <laughs> Let nobody say that you were not committed. <laughs> well, they were both very well done. I'm so happy that you both submitted your challenge videos. Yeah, I, I was watching that video at first, Dave, and I was like, what the hell's going on here? And then it, after, you know, in a couple seconds, like, oh, I get it. And then it clicked. I'm like, oh, I, I love the fact you did it in a parking lot. It has the total Hollywood back lot <laughs> vibe. Yeah, there's actually nothing magical about this. I'm six feet into a strip of forest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I have to be careful because I think at one point a like sewer grate actually shows up in a shot, and I kind of like jogged past it when I realized it was there. 
if I'd like raised my phone even a foot, you could see the fences on the other side of the trees of the housing. It was very low budget. <laughs> wow. Next next video, you gotta have somebody in the background with a watch. <laughs> That's right. Get all the anachronisms going on. Someone with a Starbucks cup walking yeah, by. Cup, yes, yeah. the Starbucks mug. Um, beasts of Starbucks. <laughs> uh, for for what it's worth, for I just use iMovie. Yeah, it's you know free on the phone and works pretty well. Pretty Thanks for doing my challenge video, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so both of you have challenged. You've submitted your videos, your contenders. You're playing on August twelfth. So what is your? What are you going to say to David? And David, what are you going to say to Jesse about? Hey, I'm going to kick your ass. Well, I'd like to leave it respectful and say. <laughs> oh, Damon's choking. Oh, my God. His latte came out of his nose. Like, seriously, out of his nose onto the screen. Way to take the high road, Jesse. <laughs> well, I wasn't, wasn't going to keep the high road. I was going to lift, lift it up a little bit and then tank it. But <laughs> um, I was going to be respectful, but I am going to try and push your shit in. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got? Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm new to this. <laughs> David, what is your counter to that? Get it? Counter. Oh, oh gosh. Way dude. to steal my thunder, <laughs> Roma. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much fun. Uh, no, I mean, honestly, I think that we talked about this last time I was on. I work a little bit too hard to tell people what my army does, and I think that that usually either overwhelms them or works to my detriment. So I'm going to leave you to your own devices. You know the army you're going to fight. Um, I'm going to let you figure it out on your own. And I'm going to actually take advantage of how complicated and weird my army is and how hard I've worked to figure it out for once. Well, I'm going to do the... Uh, uh, I'm going to close my eyes, swing my arms, and walk forward. And if you get hit, then, then, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to do that to each other, and we're both going to know... All right, if you come in here, we've warned you. We know what's going to happen. Oh, this is so exciting. I'm probably going to have some cow puns, some goat puns prepared, something about uh, trampling. <laughs> <laughs> going to move your units yeah. into a dangerous position. Oh, that's why they gave you the rule. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Um, after, the, after the game, win or lose, I am planning on making another video. Uh, whether or not, if it's a win, it'll obviously reflect that if it's a loss it'll reflect that as well um going forward i'd like to make more uh um unique stuff uh some uh, narrative stuff just because i love that part of the hobby um it's you know playing as a kid again right Go ahead, David. Yeah, it's definitely part of the whimsy that I think gets lost. Uh, we were talking about it earlier, how it sometimes feels like folks forget that we're playing with models with stories, and they turn into counters for rules. And acknowledging the narrative aspect of it is a lot of fun, and it emotionally invests you in the outcome of the game, win or lose. Um, and again, like you said, Damon, it, it adds a layer of fun that you're bringing to the game that doesn't depend on your opponent. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, f when things just represent raw numbers and dice rolls, um, I just find it so uninteresting and boring. Like, we've been playing with this excellent new terrain from um, Dark 
Oh, you know what? I'll plug them later. Anyways, <laughs> the fantastic terrain I got from the Kickstarter. It adds so much more narrative feel to the game. Like we are actually playing in this ruined heap. Um, and and the, yeah, the whole notion that well, these things are just these word ollies are just stats on a base. It, it couldn't be less interesting. That part just bores the heck out of me. I like having that visceral attachment. My lord on Karkadak just failed me miserable every single time. He's a spawn now somewhere, uh, you know, suffering for eternity. You know, my, my Slanish characters now mean something to me as they're starting to build up, like, the feels. Absolutely. That we get to embrace that. Yeah, and I think that that was something that a lot of folks struggled with when Age of Sigmar first came out. The narrative was very broad and not very deep, but now we're getting a much better perspective on the lore itself. The Stormcasts are not just shiny boys in armor. They're actually a problematic police state enforcement <laughs> force. Like, it's a weird paramilitary situation. It's very interesting, and I have a lot more empathy for the Cities of Sigmar people who are now just normal people. They add perspective to the world, and I think that that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I I played Fantasy a long time ago when it was, when it was a game. Um. And when Age of Sigmar came into it, I thought, oh, this is silly. I There's no way I'm going to be going into this. Uh, and then, like, however many years later, I, I looked at it and went, okay, they fleshed everything out. It's not just poof, we're here. Uh, and and uh, I played Lizardmen in, in Fantasy, so going back to Seraphon, I liked what they did, and I liked what they did with the coalesced, and 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 the fact that there's embassies in like Hammer, uh, Hammerfell, Hammerhall. Hammer there's embassy. There's a Seraphon embassy where uh, just skinks will do odd jobs for people and get get payment. What that payment is, who knows? But uh, they'll literally go to uh, citizens and and tell their fortunes, and I think that's an awesome thing. One of the really nice parts about the new lore, too, is I think it's not exactly a hot take to acknowledge that the old world, as we know it, was also rather problematic in a lot of its portrayal of certain races as cultural appropriation. The Lizardmen were obviously an Aztec ripoff and did them a fair disservice if you looked at it as a one-to-one -one representation. So moving away from that weird correlation, I think did the world a bunch of service and let them get creative. They actually came up with some really interesting stories when they freed themselves from, it's our world, but thinly veiled over with fantasy stereotypes. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That was a, a not a terribly deep effort to, um, to sort of distance themselves from the known world and, and do it fairly badly at times. Uh, oh. oh, go ahead. Um, or should I figure out where we're going with I'm that? I'm going to squirrel around. Yeah. Okay, so there's a rumor that whoever wins the contender match is going to play against Michael as a grudge match to start the tournament. Is that correct? I don't know. <laughs> it's a rumor to me, too. Yes. Uh, I think Mike said a few times that he wants the belt match to be the grudge match that he starts the tournament with. Uh, and I think the tournament organizers have agreed that if you fight anybody in the tournament from town, like an a local, and they win, the, that belt's going to pass hands throughout the event. What? what? Yeah. Uh, did, did you guys not see that in the chat? No. Yeah. Uh, Josh, Robin, and um, I think it was just the two of them that mentioned it. But yeah, uh, every time somebody beats the person with the belt at that tournament, it's going to get passed on. 
Oh, that, so, oh wow. So um, as long as we're as long as it's local. That's right. Yeah, we don't want it leaving town just because that'll make logistics a little difficult. So going David, down to is that why you're saying, you know what, I'm really gonna try to win? I mean, the tournament. It's certainly part of the reason. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is usually at a tournament. I don't make a concerted effort for first. I'm kind of happy to be in the middle of the pack having a good time. Um, but I'm going to give it an actual try this time. Uh, I think that I've got the right army for it. I think I've gotten good enough at the game to make a genuine pass at it. Um, a bunch of the most difficult players aren't actually playing in the event this year, so I've got a shot. Uh, <laughs> I've definitely been humbled by uh, Conan and Robin a few times when I thought I've had it figured out, and they pull Thankwell on a skateboard out of nowhere, and suddenly my army is just evaporated in smoke. <laughs> How about you, Jesse? How do you feel about that? So if you beat David and you're playing Michael. Well, I've never played Michael before, so it would uh, be interesting, but <laughs> I don't really want to lose the first first match uh, of the uh, of the tournament, but uh, I know Michael has some crazy crazy good uh, crazy good stuff. Come join me in the loser lounge, Jesse. Have you played many tournaments, Jesse? Like larger, multi-round. Like this is a five-round tournament. Have you played anything of this caliber before? Um, yeah, not for Age of, uh, Age of Sigmar, of course. Uh, but I've done uh, in our town. We used we used to have a, a once a year forty uh, k tournament. And when I was younger, it was every year I would play in that. But um, that would be pretty much my games of the year. There wasn't really. There wasn't really a community. It was just like, play your games, and then once the tournament was over, nobody ever wanted to play a game until next year. I think that, uh, in my experience at a couple of five-round events, losing the first game is actually the most liberating thing that can happen to you because the stakes are off. No pun intended. Um, but, like... Suddenly, you're allowed to to lose other games. You you can start drinking without feeling like you are. <laughs> Fair enough. Other people can. I can. <laughs> and that's when he relaxes and has fun, and there's no 24 hours. No, but legitimately speaking, though, once that first game is lost, you the the blinders come off, and you're allowed to just play with your opponent and have a good time. You don't have to worry about competing for first, competing for the podium, or whatever. And I find that that's really relaxing. So pretty much, I'm going to do my best to stay sober until I lose my first game, and then that's when the drinks start coming out. Well, everybody else can drink for me because I can't drink. Um, but yeah, you're you're that's a like perfect um, point of view. Uh, you're right. Like the uh, the there's always a stress uh, until you lose, and then you're like, eh. Now it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now I'm just here to have fun. Exactly. I've also found that um, there's also something to be said at that point for this community as well, which is I think that we have a kudos to give to the people that founded it. They've done a really good job of curating it with interesting individuals that are polite and pleasant and that you can enjoy playing a game with because you're playing with them, yes. not against them. Yes. Right. It's one of those things where a lot of the people are going out of their way to have games throughout the year because they genuinely like each other. There's a lot of friendships and relationships oh, absolutely. in this group. I <clears throat> yeah, I wish I had more time. Like there's there's so much so many games being played right now. I um, I've never really been this tapped into the community before, but man, that people are gaming just weekly. And before it feels like, you know, you'd, you'd be lucky even in, you know, the community you'd hear about a game a week. 
or sorry, a month. But now it's just in the, in the chat. There's people playing every single day, multiple days, games going on every single day. It's so neat to see. You've probably played more games in the past few months than you have in your 20 years of grizzled veteran experience. Easily. Yeah, that that's one thing with the community. I w- I really wish I could go back in time and you know stay with it. Uh, I've been playing for twenty years, off and on. Uh, like I said, uh, pretty much the games we used to have was just the tournaments, and that was it. Uh, and uh, I really wish I would have stayed with the community because it's it's a weird set that I'm 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 an outsider, but I've been part of the community like the old hats know me because i've been around but it's just that i've been around i've never gone to any of the the meetups because i never drank anyway uh so it's just it's just weird to be that outsider but not that outsider i'm 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 like in a I'm in, I'm, I'm in a weird purgatory. You can be my water buddy Jesse. okay i'm awesome. not a drinker so we can be water buddies <laughs> um it's a good thing that we we need to wrap this sort of belt exchange up because I imagine a league is going to start up here in the fall after this. So we've got to lock down who's going to be the belt holder at the end. I think finding out that we're going to be pa- the belt could pass through the tournament adds an extra layer of narrative, theme, energy, excitement to the tournament that. I, they have so much stuff planned for this tournament. It's going to be amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait till we do the podcast about it. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where you could end up being, just through sheer circumstances, second to last, bottom table, and you're playing for the belt just because of the way it's passed hands. Oh, my God. That's so right? exciting. It's another trophy to play for that isn't first, second, etc. Exactly. I wonder if they're going to have a clock that has a 24 on it. A special person. <laughs> <laughs> Low hanging fruit, Ray. Do you have anything that you could do for twenty four hours? <laughs> Ray, joke, joke. Ray doesn't get the twenty four hours. We've been over this. Oh right, right. Okay, that's that's something. Okay, we'll talk about that later. All right. Well, here we are. Um, are we ready to wrap up? Um, I think so. Final All right. Comments? Final comments, Jesse. Well, I look forward to the game. Uh, It'll be our first. I hope it's not our last. <laughs> no, definitely not. If you beat me, there will be a rematch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, at the end of the podcast, we will play both of the audios for the challenge videos and look forward to the match. And we will definitely do a podcast after that. So good luck to both of you. And Dudes of Sigmar, in and out. Our master has awakened from his astral trance. He speaks of an artifact key to the old one's plans. The sacred plaque of Everwinter. This plaque resides in the care of warmbloods. The stunted warmbloods cannot be trusted to guard such a relic against a great enemy for long. We shall empty our temples and bring the wrath of the jungles to bear, for we shall test these warm bloods. And if we find them lacking, we shall cut them down. Prepare warm blood. 
What is a man? A thimble full of blood and bone. I have heard the sound of your cities as they spread like mold. The sound is the cawing of a nest of birds. The yelling of wild dogs. The history of your kind. Everything any soft-fleshed insect has ever achieved amounts to nothing more than the itching of a parasite suckling upon the earth. You think yourselves mighty for plowing the depths for gold? You think yourselves clever for burning the very wood which you once cowered behind? You forget. The wilds belong to us. The very kindling you burn is our birthright. The beasts of chaos come for you. You look upon us with pity. You see the deformed. You think us devolved. We are ascended. And we will come for what is ours. <gasps> by tooth and nail. By blood and bone. And so it was that the dudes would continue their journey through the mortal realms, forging ahead with a passion for the next great story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, dudes.